Are you saying that the real prize is the books that we read along the way? Um, absolutely, I am. Absolutely. I love a trope. So you heard it here first, folks. The real prize is the books we read along the way. Thank you, Kareem. Welcome to Keep It Fictional, a weekly podcast for book lovers by book lovers. Build your to-be-read list with Sadie, Liz, Virginia, Fiona, and Corrine from the Port Moody Public Library. Warning, this podcast contains strong opinions and may cause an increase in your library holds list. Howdy, everyone. It's that time of year again, one I know you've all been waiting for. No, not Christmas. No, not your birthday. You guessed it, Summer Reading Club time. For those of you who don't know what Summer Reading Club is, it's a yearly event to encourage reading for all ages. We have two different Summer Reading Clubs, kind of three, depending on your definition. There's the Kids Summer Reading Club, where kids get stickers for every day in which they read for 15 minutes, and at the end, they get a medal. What more could you want? There's a whole ceremony and everything. The library has some good recommendation lists for kids in every grade. And, you know, they can also have someone read to them and they'll still get a sticker. We want to be at everybody's level. We want everyone to be reading. Then we have the adult summer reading club and the teen summer reading club events. And that's kind of what I mean by one or two, depending on your definition. For adults and teens, we have separate reading prompts, and you will be entered into a prize draw for a $100 gift card if you fill out your ballot. So please remember to fill out your ballot once you're done, or unfortunately, the odds will not be in your favor, as they say. All the instructions for our Summer Reading Club are available on our website, and you can contact us, whether that be like by email, phone, or in person, if you have questions about it. And to get signed up, start participating in our summer reading club. So the library has been cooking up a new board game for everyone. And this year, we've modeled it on the game of life, moving you from childhood to retirement. Childhood to retirement. We're not going past that. You may read books and move along the squares on the board. Starting on the left in childhood, you arrive on an orange tile. Every orange tile is a choice, is an important choice for a different path you can take, which is clearly marked along the board. And since this is based on different decisions you make at key points in your life, you're going to get slightly different options for book topics to choose from. For instance, for this first one, you could stay a child forever. This path has prompts for book choices based on childhood passions and curiosity. Or you could be boring, choose to grow up as quickly as possible. And, you know, like read an adult book with a child narrator or something published in the decade you were born. Okay, maybe, maybe cooler than I thought they were going to be. But regardless, once you get onto these blue paths, you only have to pick one blue square to read from. Once you finish this first blue path, you arrive at the yellow one. You are growing up, whether you want to or not. And when you're on a yellow path, you can pick any yellow tile or 
the pink question mark tile. And you can read a book for that category. So the pink question marks, this is my favorite part, are random events sprinkled in there where you could have a prompt that's completely unexpected. Maybe you're going to be the first contact with aliens on our planet. Maybe you discover there are gods living among us. Or maybe you just win the lottery. Life is weird like that. Sometimes you'll encounter these strange things. And you continue along the board reading from categories and making choices until you get to retirement. And then like you said, we're done. No more. And you have completed the Summer Reading Club Challenge. And there's no rules for which books of these that you read, um, as long as they fall into the category broadly. And they don't have to be fiction or nonfiction. Unless, unless the category specifies it, <laughs> fiction or nonfiction, and they could be of any length, any author, whatever you would like. We just want you reading. We want you reading. We want your teens reading. We want your kids reading. We want your goldfish reading. Everybody. Everybody in your house should either be reading or listening to a story this summer, or you've seen librarians. Now you're going to see real librarians. That was a bit for legal reasons. That was a bit. We are happy to just see you reading. Now, I have a question for my book friends that Mark actually suggested. So, very curious. How do you decide between different books or topics to read? So, I actually find something like the Summer Reading Club super duper helpful because I think I read kind of a little bit all over the place, just picking things up. Uh, So it's really helpful for me to have a prompt, but an open-ended prompt because I'm also a mood reader. So like I did today in choosing my first book, I went in and I found uh, things on my to-be-read list, which is giant and very eclectic and goes back a long time. And I kind of just like found what fit with the categories. And it's that like sort of fitting together that I really love. Uh, and then you you find that book among all of those books on your TBR and you're like, this, this is the time for this book. Thank you, Fiona. I think that's a wise way of using this. I think it's really, it's really just a tool for if maybe you're suffering from, um, what is it? Choice overload. The You have too many options. You have too many options. This is a way of narrowing it down. It says, okay, Take one of the things that you already wanted to read and see if it fits into one of these. Yeah. And like I used to try to, you know, put them in order like, oh, I'm going to read this next. And then after that, I'll read that. And then once you plan it out, then you wake like that day where you're about to pick a new book. You're like, you know what? Like, I don't really feel like that. And all your plans sort of get like thrown aside anyway. So this is the perfect amount of spontaneity and planning. All right. What about everybody else? Are we strategic? I think I'm a little bit like Fiona in a way, because I sort of like the way the Summer Reading Club, it gives me a better idea or a reminder of things that I already have, or I've been meaning to read for a long time. That's now it's like, oh, right, this is the perfect time to do that now. Or if I'm not, that doesn't strike me in that mood. Sometimes I'll just go and look back on what I've read already and like, okay, that's right. I read that book. I was going to read this other book that was similar to that one, but never got around to it. So sometimes it's a little bit just more of going back to my bookshelf and be like, oh yeah, here's my favorites. Well, it's just kind of like that. And it's usually not too hard to find something kind of similar to those. All right. That's a good way of doing it. All right. Kareen or Virginia, how do you guys choose? 
I usually read multiple books on a go. Like I cannot stay focused on one. So what I, how I usually pick the other book to read or the others to read is um, generally based on what I'm reading right now. So if I'm reading like a fantasy that is very immersive, you know, lots of world building, a lot of things to remember, then I would want to try to find something that is kind of opposite of that. So it really depends on how much brain power does this book require me to, and then I'll pick the opposite so that I have like something different and I don't get them all, you know, mixed up. Yeah. So that's how I generally choose my books. But I think Fiona and Mark are right. Like not only because we're plugging the summer reading club thing, but it does really help, you know, because then I can be like, okay, you know, like what is on my TBR already? And it helps me choose what it is. So that's fair enough. I like how you have like your main book and then the book that you're cheating on that book with. <laughs> um, I am an extremely mood-based reader. That's why I usually check out a ton of books because I have to be like, feel them like their spines. And I kind of put my fingers up and down. And I just kind of feel which one... Like it's giving me the right vibes at the right time. And so it's a very like airy, capricious process. Um, but also the summer is the time when I tend to read really dark books. So it's going to get grim. It's going to get really grim. Although the book that I chose to talk about today is the opposite of that. But I chose it just because uh, it was the hold that had come in for me today. What about you, Gabriel? I think I am definitely a mood person as well so when it comes to doing different topics or books to read um one thing i love is a trope i like genre fiction i like tropes i like to have something to tie it to for me and since i am very emotionally attached to both certain stories and certain tropes a lot of the time um picking books or topics to read about will be a little bit of me looking at what's involved and then thinking, what would a smoothie of this look like? How is this going to turn out? Like if I take, what are two good tropes? I don't know. Um, found family. It, yes. If I take found family and lost in space, then what is that going to look like? Uh, if I take plus fake dating. Yes, exactly. Fake dating, found family. Hmm and then lost in space is going to look very different than even fake dating found family cryptid hunters it's going to look different and so i'm sort of i have to think like oh all right is it time to pull out like the lesbian sasquatch romance is it time for this one or am i feeling something a little different did i just rewatch a show that i really like and i want something that like feels similar to it do I want something completely different? Do I feel like I have enough brain cells to digest anything that Mark would even touch? These are like the big questions when I'm picking a topic. So for me, that's that's it. All right. And with that, thank you for sharing all of how you guys use the Summer Reading Club to pick your topics because we're only plugging it a little bit. And this isn't an episode titled Summer Reading Club or whatever Virginia can come up with that sounds like Summer Reading Club. Potentially a pun. That's my challenge to Virginia is finding a pun based on the Summer Reading Club. So you viewer, only, only you will know whether or not that was a success. You can also cut that out if you would like. <laughs> ben will know you failed. 
All right. So now I want to ask my book friends, what are you most excited to pick from on the board? And do you have an example of a book that you're hoping to read that maybe you just sort of know the description of and based on that? And I'll start just to get us into it. So as I'd mentioned, I am the most excited about the random events categories because I am someone who likes my reading, as I just mentioned, to be very tropey or genre heavy. And in real life, a lot of, um, especially like the sci-fi fantasy tropes that you would expect really don't naturally occur. We have to give it a little push. You got to find the aliens in first contact. You have to, you know, be accused of murder and then kind of like hire a detective or potentially um, try to solve it yourself. You know, we need like a little random event thing to help us get down that path because otherwise those don't usually naturally occur in life. Or if they do, um, you're, you're living a more interesting life than me. So while a lot of the categories had the potential to be something that I was very into, there was one in particular that stood out to me. I am hoping to go for at least at least one book this summer that would fit into the category of God's Living Among Us. Because, of course, two of my favorite books already fit under that category. I love American Gods by Neil Gaiman, and I love Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. And both of them kind of fit under this category. So I was like, let's make it a third, baby. I am hoping to now continue, make it kind of like a trinity in my head of books that I really enjoy that fit this and are also written by Neil Gaiman because I am not above just reading my favorite authors all of the time. I am not, I'm not better than that just because I am someone who is surrounded by mountains of books by lovely, lovely people. And I turn around and I see Neil Gaiman and I sigh and I pick it up. And then I enjoy it. And so, no, I am not mad at myself for doing it because there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure reading. You're reading. Anyway, so I've been meaning to read A Nancy Boys for a while, which is a book set in the American Gods universe, but starring a Nancy, also known as Mr. Nancy. And uh, for those of you who might not know, a Nancy is an African spider god. He's a bit of a trickster. And in this book, he dies leaving behind two sons to discover the truth of their heritage. Very distant. I believe the sons don't even actually know of each other and coming from very different backgrounds. I'm looking forward to see what Neil Gaiman has up his sleeve for that one. I have been told just from looking at the description that I think it has almost like a very jazzy under like undertones very much like a story of almost like um not urban fantasy necessarily but I think part of it happens in London and just knowing something about gods faking their deaths I would bet good money that by the end of this Mr. Nancy is going to be alive and probably going to be the spider that I saw on the cover <laughs> and mentioned in the description because Again, he's a trickster god. And I'm also really hoping for that because Mr. Nancy, the character in uh, American Gods, is actually pretty much like one of my favorite characters. And so I, I'm someone who just really enjoys, I think, the sense of humor that Neil Gaiman often brings to things, as well as this book actually won awards 
back in the day when it came out back in the day i think it came out in like 2003 or 2006 potentially so earlier and it won it won an award it won an award it's the one that virginia really likes i think the science fiction award <laughs> maybe the juno it might be a juno it won an award and in this case i will allow a little award-winning sticker to sully the cover of the book that I am reading. So throwback. <laughs> so I am hoping for uh, God's living among us, and I'm going to hopefully read a Nancy Boys by Neil Gaiman. All right, and I am going to pass it over to Fiona. Thank you. I'm going to give my unsolicited opinion on your book. I hate um, <laughs> the gods among us tropes, but Anansi is so great and, and, and such a good character. And I love Anansi fables. So props, Gabriel. <laughs> All right. Now for something completely different. I am so excited about Summer Reading Club. When I saw the board, I was just so stoked for all of the writing, reading, no writing, reading that I was going to do this summer. Um, and unlike Kareen, I tend to be a little bit of a light reader in the summer. So like as in light topics, not, not less reading, probably more reading. So I am most excited about the, the category that happens a little later in life, you know, like maybe two thirds of the way through Love is in the air. Because for me, usually light reading is uh, a little bit more romantic. And I think I used to have like, I think I used to not accept that about my reading. And and, and now I, I fully embrace it. Um, but the subcategory for this is story stories about relationships. So I think Mark has mentioned that that's something that he really enjoys is just the relationships between people. So for me, that is definitely something that draws me in, but not just love relationships, also familiar ones and friendship. And so I have a chosen a book that is certainly about love, but it also seems to promise a lot of other excellent relationships. I am hoping to start off my summer with <laughs> My Sister's Big Fat Indian Wedding by Sajni Patel. So this is actually uh, a YA from Sajni Patel. Uh, she also writes adult romance. The Trouble with Hating You, I think, was her, her first book. And this book is about a young woman whose sister is getting married as the title suggests. Zuri is a violinist who desperately wants to go to Juilliard. When she is rejected from the school, she is excited to find that she has another opportunity to audition in front of an important panel and have another opportunity to prove herself. When she finds out that the audition is right in the middle of her sister's wedding, a wedding that she is expected to be at for every ceremony, for every moment, she is crestfallen and trying to figure out how she can make both happen. 
So there's a lot I'm really excited about this book. I listened to an interview with the author and she said it's based on her experience with her brother's wedding. So uh, she said she got really focused in about like each of the ceremonies, describing the clothes and everything that's going to happen. And then she realized that it also needed to have a plot. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that as the, the backdrop, the just the details of this giant Indian wedding and all of the familial relationships. And then on the other side, we also have this story of Zuri and music. And of course, I'm, there's going to be a romance between her and her brother-in-law's cousin, I believe, who it sounds like her family is trying to set her up with already. And on top of that, he is also a singer who is going to be auditioning at the same audition as Zuri and uh, potentially taking away the uh, attention from her. So it definitely, definitely sounds like an enemies to lovers. And I just, I really like the idea of a wedding that, you know, your family's, or uh, sorry, an arrangement that your family's involved in, but then, you know, you're like, we can't do it because, because that's what our moms want. But but they actually do really like each other. So I'm very excited about the like the both tropiness of this and the fact that it sounds like it's going to bring a lot of new and interesting material into the YA scene. So that is my sister's big fact Indian wedding. And I'm hoping to read it for the love is in the air category, but there are lots of other great romance categories and some like family ones that I think that it would fit into well. Cool. That sounds like it'll be really good. That sounds, yeah. I I also love something with a lot of, I think, meat to the relationships in it. And so having that against like a very pretty aesthetic backdrop, I think that'll be a great summer read. It'll take you away to a fun, a fun party and not at, uh, not at work or wherever you are <laughs> when you're reading it. So, I mean, not at work if you're reading it, but the point stands. Away from the car in which you are probably driving to work, knowing how you often read books. Wow, thank you for remembering that. And and also for being very polite after the shade that I threw at you. That was very nice, Gabriel. <laughs> you, you, it, was, it was sort of like a, it was a give and take, you know. We, we do a little bit of ribbing. You were being honest. And then you said that a Nancy was cool. And so we were back on good terms again. And I didn't have to secretly like go, go cry after this. So, you know, all, all of that's good. All that's good. We are honest on this on this podcast we are honest dear listeners and with that honesty i'm gonna go over to mark lay it on us what have you got what are you hoping to read so one of the categories on this adult adult summer reading club that i did not expect to be very interested in was called something along the lines of strange jobs so it's all about these sort of unorthodox and out there kind of jobs and i was looking at the list and there's a lot of interesting books like for example, there was one called Gideon the Ninth, which I've been meaning to read for a long time. And I don't actually know very much about it, but it's just like the idea of like undead necromancers battling it out and that being like a kind of profession just seems absurd and interesting at the same time. So even though I know very little about it, I know it's very well liked. And I, I get the feeling that some people here may also like it. So that's definitely one that I'm hoping to... Uh, read. Additionally, on the same list, there's another book called There's No Such Thing as an Easy Job. And essentially, the protagonist is like 
working at a temp agency trying to find work, but all the jobs have these like absurd kind of supernatural elements to them, like being a ticket taker at a haunted park or becoming a, like a trivia writer for like little food packages and things like that. Just these weird out there kind of little differences in all the different jobs that made it, made it sound like this kind of like almost like a odyssey journey through like all these different things that you would normally never really encounter any of these books or any, like even just in regular life, really. So those were two that I'm thinking about. Another one that I only recently read, but I just want to get a little shout out for it in here, Scattered All Over the Earth by Yoko Tawada. That's another one that would fit into the category of traveling to a country you've never been to before, because in this book takes place in several countries throughout Europe. It's set in the near future. And the main character, Hiroko, who has invented her own homemade language, as she calls it, called Pan-Scandinavian as a way to try and communicate with people across the continent because she's originally from Japan, which no longer exists. It has suddenly disappeared. And she's now like a, a refugee in Europe because her country no longer exists. And throughout this story, she meets the linguist Knut, who has interested, taken interest in her and her homemade language. So he wants to travel with her to try and discover her native language of Japanese to find other Japanese speakers so she can connect with them in like a, with her identity and her language and things like that. So it very much explores the idea of like identity and language and cultural connection. And it very much is in keeping with the author's previous works. Yoko Tawada has written a couple other works that have themes like this. There's one called The Emissary, which has essentially Japan is once again separated itself from the rest of the world. So now the language and the culture and like the idioms of the language are changing. And that's like a main focus of that work, how the, how things change depending on like, there, there's cultural contact or seclusion. And she also wrote another short story book called where Europe begins, which has this also sort of traveling around Europe and connecting with people in different places kind of theme to it. So that's sort of like a, a something that runs throughout her work in a lot of ways. So I've always liked her work for that. And if you're looking for a book that has lots of like travel or uh, idioms and language-based kind of things that you can sort of dig into, then her works are also very good for that. That's very cool. That's a something I don't think of is the idea of almost like a, a travel, like a, a travel narrative set in the future. For me, whenever I think of travel narratives, they're always either um, like present or their past, whether they were intentionally set in a historical past or whether they were actually just written a long time ago and now I'm I'm reading them. Uh, usually when I think of traveling, if it's in the, like a futuristic setting, I usually end up seeing space travel. I don't necessarily see like alternate earth or like a potential earth. So that's really cool. I think that that'll be, that'll be that'd be an interesting one to, to pick up on. So thank you for that, Mark. And I'm going to pick on Virginia next. All right. I just have to say, Mark, I've never expected you to say, uh, what's the book? The Necromancer book? <laughs> that was not. There's a new side of Mark that I'm learning today. Um, anyway, so just like Fiona, I am definitely using the Adult Summer Reading Club board as the way for help me to decide on what book to read because I am the most indecisive person when it comes to reading books or anything else for that matter. Um, so really, really helpful. So I'm kind of using it like sort of the reverse way, right? Like not, I have a book already on my TBR and what category does it fit on the board? So I am going to pick the coming of age story because there's a book that I really wanted to read. 
This is a book that will also fit go on a vacation, a book set in the country that you have never been, if you have never been to Prague. This is also a book that might fit the family secret uh, category because it is sort of a catalyst for the plot. And Fiona will be very proud of me too because it might also be a multi-generational story, perhaps. And because this book just came out in January, it is their debut novel. So this will also fit the new author category because this is only one book. So when you're thinking about those categories, um, maybe you can consider reading The Fenestrates by Renee Branham. That's a word that I've never heard of until this book. And of course, then afterwards, it appears in every single book that I've been reading. So uh, I feel like it's a sign for me. Um, this is the story of twin siblings, Mata and Nick. And we get the story from Mata's point of view. Their family has a curse that has been going on for generations. And the family curse is that Everyone is prone to falling, to different kinds of falls, whether they are falls that will cause injuries or maybe sometimes even death. Legend has it that it is their great-great-grandfather, Yiri, that has cursed them because Yiri one day has given a stonemason a tiny little push from the church steeple for seducing his daughter. And because of this act of defenestration, Yiri has cursed the family. And even moving the family from Prague to the state didn't help. The family is still cursed. But now Mara and Nick are thinking about moving back to Prague. Something has happened. A secret has been reviewed, and that caused a big fight in the family. And so they have decided to move back to the city where the falling curse begins. And Mata is just obsessed with all kinds of story about falls and falling. And in this new city, the twins will have to figure out who they are, how to be an individual independently of one another. So this promised to be a story about family bonds and of course, falling in many different senses and definitions not just literally falling, which happens apparently a lot in the book. <laughs> um, there's also falling out, falling apart, all different ways to think of the word falling. The reviews also said that the writing is really lyrical, it's rich, and instead of conventional chapters, it's got a lot of like fragmented passages. And they said that it is a really, really interesting and, and that Renee Branham is a great writer. So looking forward to reading this, that fits so many different categories. It is Defenestrate by Renee Branham. That sounds really interesting. And as Fiona just put in the chat, if Virginia is going to read a book about a family, they're cursed. They're a cursed family. Couldn't even escape it if they came across the pond. So sorry, guys. But that sounds really fun. So thank you, Virginia. And that fits into so many different categories. And with most books you can think of, they probably fit into more than one category that you could find on the board. So really... This is the perfect excuse to just sort of like narrow down your your lists, maybe even get really strategic where you notice one book you want to read only fits one category, but another book you want to read fits two. And so you're going to do it for the category that you don't already have covered. Like you can you could spreadsheet this guy if you're a spreadsheet person, I think. Um, I'm not. <laughs> Let's not talk about the spreadsheet, shall we? <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. There's no, okay. You didn't hear anything about spreadsheets. We'll fill you in on the uh -oh. spreadsheet uh -oh. later. Okay. All right. I've accidentally struck a spreadsheet and Excel related nerve. I did not expect this to be the formula of my downfall, but you're hearing it here first, folks. It's a bit contentious. Let's, let's quickly glide past the topic. And I'm, I'm going to head over to Kareen. Kareen, thoughts on Summer Reading Club? No thoughts on spreadsheets, preferably. I have so many thoughts about spreadsheets, but I'm going to keep them to myself in the, uh, in the interest of keeping harmony because enjoyment and happiness is what the Summer Reading Club is about. So because I'm a very mood-based reader, choosing a book was hard. And so I thought about the Summer Reading Club and I was like, okay, what does the Summer make, Reading Club make me think of? And so I was like, Sadie. <laughs> because Sadie really always enjoyed doing the summer reading club. And so I was like, okay, maybe I will try to find a Venn diagram of Sadie's interests and my interests and the summer reading club. So my summer reading club circle is that it is a book from the YA section, which I don't always read. I know it's also a debut novel. So it's kind of got that. The Sadie side of it is that it is a YA fantasy that I also often, I know, Virginia, that I also often don't read. And then my little part of the circle is that it's about tea. So it's about tea and it's about poison. And so I think between all of these circles, that in the middle, and actually there's actually kind of a little like a smaller circle of Fiona in that this is a Canadian author. I know, I know. So it's like a horrible Mickey Mouse image with like another big like bulbule growing out of the middle of his head. Yeah, anyways, with that image in mind, um, the book that I am choosing, again, is a debut novel. It is from the YA section. Um, so I am challenging myself and mostly I chose it because it has a gorgeous cover as well. Um, I'm going to be reading A Magic Steeped in Poison by Judy I. Lynn. And I am very excited about it because it is about a teen a youth named uh, Ning, and she has just lost her mother, which in and of itself is horrible, but kind of compounding the fact is that she probably threw the cup of tea that kind of accidentally killed her mom and is slowly, you know, poisoning her sister. So it's been a rough couple of days for our main character. So in this world that uh, this author has built, there are different kind of teas and depending on how you brew them and where the leaves are, are grown is that they can do different types of magic, which, you know, if you've ever had a really good cup of like coconut oolong tea, you know that that in of itself is a special kind of magic. However, her skills are not enough really to save her sister uh, Shu, who is currently still kind of suffering the effects of the poison. And Ning really believes that if she doesn't do something drastic, her sister, her sister will be gone and she will be left all alone. So the kingdom is having a competition, which kind of ties nicely into her goals. They are trying to find the greatest Sheng Nong Shu, so the master of ancient and magical art of tea making. So they're kind of scouring the land, looking for the person with all the skills. And the winner of this competition will receive a favor from the princess. And Ning really believes that this favor is the only chance to save her sister's life. From there, it says, but between the backstabbing competitors, love backstabbing, bloody court politics, 
love core politics, mysterious handsome boy with a shocking secret. She might be the one who is more in danger. So I'm very excited. This is a duology and the second book is going to be out in August. So I don't have to wait that long to kind of see how the story wraps up, but it looks like a, a kind of like unique fantasy world building experience that you can enjoy with a nice cup of iced or hot tea because it's summer. You can do either. And that is my pick for the summer reading club. That sounds fun. That sounds good. I'm not a tea person. It doesn't really matter because I think the world building is enough just for me to be curious about it. Because when you think of teas as like almost potion making, I think we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere for me anyway. So, all right. A cool, a cool option. And so thank you everybody for sharing a little bit of your thought process when it comes to picking books for the summer reading club for highlighting some stuff that you could always consider if you are just completely stuck for something and you're like wow one of those sounded really fun now i got to figure out which i'm going to strategically put it in with something that is not a spreadsheet and it might instead be a mickey mouse fan diagram there's different ways of approaching this folks there are different ways And, you know, you can always think, is this book, is the book that I'm reading, are the books that I'm thinking about worth getting through for the potential of a prize? I mean, reading in itself should be the prize, but, you know, if you are really that much of a procrastinator that you need a little extra, we gotcha. Just the idea. Maybe when you hit that little question mark, And it says, win the lottery? This is not the lottery, but you did win something. And so, you know, maybe we can make some of these questionable events. Sorry, just random events, not questionable events. Maybe we can make some of them come true here at the library this summer. So are you saying that the real prize is the books that we read along the way? Um, Absolutely, I am. Absolutely. I love a trope. So you heard it here first, folks. The real prize is the books we read along the way. Thank you, Kareen. And you, you too, can come into the library anytime after June 1st to pick up the game board, everything you need to start your summer reading club adventure. It will have, we will have a bunch of recommendation lists like this available on the website too for if you're stuck. But remember, Your goldfish should be reading alongside you. You should be making everybody read with you, potentially. But the goldfish will probably not be the one receiving the prize. Hopefully. Unless you'd like to give your goldfish that. I cannot speak for you. Anyway, happy reading, everyone. I hope that you'll join us for the 2022 Summer Reading Club. And see you all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you like our show, please tell a fellow book lover about it. You can find a list of all the books we discussed in our show notes. Join us next week for another fun book chat. Until then, keep it fictional. Mm